Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, Tampa sports fans. Welcome to another edition of the Jimmy B Sports Show. You're in the gymnasium with me, Jim Barron, as we break down all things Tampa Bay sports, as well as the sports scene across the country. Of course, we'll be talking about the Bucks' great win this past week against Philly, and what do we need to do to win up in Detroit, talking about the lightning on the ice as they continue their hot streak. The number here, 877-448-7901, JimmyBSports.com. If you want to shoot us an email, we'll be right back to kick off the show on Power 90.1. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Shop early at Macaulay Fine Jewelry. At Macaulay Fine Jewelry, we have a group of very talented designers and jewelers on site who would love to help you create a -a one-of-a-kind piece or choose from a wide array of beautiful fine jewelry. Stop by our new showroom today at 201 South Kings Avenue. Same great staff, same great service. Don't wait till the last minute. This Valentine's Day, do something special. Shop Macaulay Fine Jewelry in the heart of Brandon. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, Bucks fans. Hopefully everyone survived the game this past Monday evening. And yes, I've been getting texts and emails all week long ripping me for picking against the Bucks in that game. And yeah, I deserve it. And But you know what? I love it all, and I'm happy that the Bucks were able to prevail. And we're going to break down this week's game as we go up to Detroit to try to win the divisional round and yes, it's going to be another exciting game. We're going to talk about the Bucks. We're going to talk about the other games this weekend in the NFL. As you know, we have uh, four games, us being one of them. We also have KC at Buffalo, which is going to follow the Bucks game on Sunday. And that's going to be a heck of a game. I'll tell you what, looking forward to seeing both of those games on Sunday. But before that, there are two games today. Houston is playing Baltimore and Green Bay is playing San Francisco. So just looking at those games, when you get this far into the year, into the playoffs, of course, you had the one seeds resting last week which is a a big plus if you're a one seed, which is Baltimore and San Francisco in their respective conferences. That one extra week of rest sometimes helps, but you know what? Sometimes it hurts because when you have the momentum going and you want to keep on playing, sometimes you lose the rhythm in that one week off. Um, The game today, you have a 4.30 start with the Texans at the Ravens. So one frustrating postseason streak is going to come to an end with this game. Lamar Jackson, of course, the quarterback for the Ravens, is 0-2 in the divisional round, throwing only one touchdown pass and three interceptions. But conversely, the Texans are 0-4 in the divisional round. They lost by an average of 15 points. So... When you look at the quarterback, of course, you do have Lamar on one side. You have C.J. Stroud on the other side. He's really been playing great in his uh, rookie season. And I, I do look for him to have a good game as well today. But I do think that overall, the defense that the Ravens played, uh, it's, it's, really, it's really defending 
play action against Stroud, and I don't, and I don't think that Stroud's going to be able to go out there and sustain that all game long against uh, Baltimore. So I'm looking for Baltimore to actually win this game, probably by at least two touchdowns. Texans had a great, uh, great year, obviously, get into the playoffs where they are, but I do think that when you have the defense that Baltimore has, and then you mix in the offense with Lamar. I do think that they're at home, and I think that they're going to easily win this game and move on to the AFC Championship game. The second game is the Packers at the 49ers. That's going to be an H15 kickoff tonight. San Fran's favorite by nine and a half points. This is a record. 10th playoff meeting between the Niners and the Packers with San Francisco holding a slight 5-4 edge. Niners have won six straight NFC divisional round playoff games. That happens to be the longest active streak in the NFL, by the way. So I think that when you look at this game, you have Jaden Reed as the receiver for, for Green Bay behind Jordan Love. He didn't catch a single pass the week before, but I do think he's going to have a big game this weekend. Romeo Dobbs had a you know great week last week against the uh, Cowboys, who totally you know playoffs come, Cowboys go home, and that was the um, that was the same scene last week as Green Bay rolled over them. So you know, 49ers have run their past five home playoff games. I don't see that ending here. The Packers, Jordan Love, uh, you know, he's the X factor, I suppose, in this game. Uh, he definitely outplayed Dak Prescott in the victory last weekend. Although the Cowboys did try to come back at the end, they were able to achieve that. Jordan Love and the Packers did move on to the game this week, so I think the 49ers win this game by seven to ten points. So you have those two games today, and then of course we have the games tomorrow, the Bucks being one of them. Now when you talk about the Bucks in this game, you have to go back to last week's game. How did the Bucks end up getting here? Not so long ago, you know, us Bucks fans were talking about, oh, this is the end of the line for Bowles, Mayfield probably won't get the extension, and you know, it was all you know, cloudy and, and dark if you're a Bucks fan not so long ago. But something happened. We flipped the switch after that dismal performance against the Saints and then against Carolina where we were able to win, which clinched the division, and then we went straight forward and, you know, handled the Eagles this past weekend. How did we beat the Eagles? Well, I'll tell you what. The team came together, and here's what I think is going on with the Bucks right now. They're playing on house money, so no one expected them to be in the final eight of the season after the start that they had and then losing six out of seven during the regular season. But what happened? Well, we came out and we definitely played probably the best game of the year against Philly this past Monday night at home which is great to see. And you know what? There weren't that many Eagles fans there. There were some Eagles fans, but it wasn't like it was when they played, and I think it was the the third game of the season. Uh, We were firing on all cylinders. 
Baker Mayfield, the talk was about him going out there and playing with those banged up ribs, playing with um, the, the high ankle sprain. So what happened? We went out there and we dominated on both sides of the ball. Uh, <laughs> what can you say? We went out there, we scored first. We took the kickoff, we went down there and you know, we scored a touchdown. How about those receivers? Yeah, you know, usually I'm talking about Evans and Godwin, but I'm talking about the receivers on the Bucks that aren't named Evans and Godwin. I'm talking about the other guys. I'm talking about Moore. I'm talking about Palmer. Otten really coming into his own right now. All those guys, what a great game it was on Monday night as we went out there and you know, Moore scored the first touchdown. How about Palmer's speed on that breakaway? You now the fans in the stands, if you could hear the game when Palmer turned on the Jets and um, took it in for the touchdown. You know, you gotta, you gotta take your hats off to Todd Bowles and the gang. No one's picked on them more than I have this season at the times that I thought they deserved it. And there are a lot of times this past season that they did not go out there and look well. They looked as though they were just mailing it in a couple times and we talked about that and, you know, but I'm gonna say the same thing when they deserve the props and they definitely deserve it. So congratulations to Todd Bowles and the gang. Uh, nice to see them get where they want to be. And you know what? The run's not over. The run is not over. We're up there in Detroit. And you know what? We think we can win this game. Now, Gardner Johnson, uh, the deep back there, is now doing some trash talking against Baker Mayfield, saying that if the team had a, a, a real quarterback, there would be a threat. But, you know, because it's Mayfield, blah, 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 all that nonsense. All that does is give the, the Bucks more fuel. It's poster board material, which this team doesn't need this week. It's all about momentum, guys. You know, you have momentum going in one way or the other. And God knows it, it swung in a not so good way for the Bucks a couple times this year. And all of a sudden, it's swinging in a positive way right now. So what do we have to do to win this game? A couple things. You have the receivers versus the defensive backs. That, to me, is going to be the theme of this game. A win cures a lot, and Baker Mayfield has the momentum right now. The team is playing for their leader. Yeah, he was banged up, but you know what? They're coming out, and they're playing as though they enjoy being the underdogs, and they're underdogs again this week. Last line I saw was six and a half, I believe. So what do we have to do? We need to stay aggressive. Like I mentioned, we're playing with house money right now so we can afford to go out there and take some chances. You know, we have to go out there and one of the reasons that we're able to beat Philly the way we did was we switched up our defense. We went to the man-to-man -man coverage when we're blitzing. We got out of that weak zone defense that I've mentioned so many times this year, and we played to our strength. We have to play to your strength and not worry so much about what the other team does. Because let me say this, if we go out there and we drop into that man, if we drop into that zone defense that Bowles has played many times this year, we're gonna get beat. Because if you sit back and let Goff have his way with you, he's gonna carve you up. So what we have to do is stay aggressive and blitz Goff. 
Now, is he going to be able to make some plays against us? Yeah, I think he will. But you know what? More times than not, our man-to-man defense is going to be able to go out there and shine against other teams if we blitz and we get to the quarterback. So that's the key. Get him off his game. Get Goff off of his game. I think they were able to do that. And again, I mentioned receivers versus D-backs. I like our D-backs' chances against their receivers. Do they have good receivers? Yeah. No, St. Brown's a great receiver out there for um, Detroit. But you know what? I like our chances against them. Let's put pressure on Goff. Let's see what he can do. Because when you have to get rid of the ball, no quarterback likes pressure. No quarterback likes pressure, especially coming up the middle, which is what we're going to do. So is Goff going to be able to dump the ball off or find that hot receiver? Possibly. But I'll tell you what, since we're going to be at their blitzing probably 45 to 50% of the game, we're going to now make it a long day for him. And we're playing with momentum. And we're going to go out there and make sure that we stay aggressive. Like I mentioned, we're playing on house with house money, so no sense to go out there and leave anything on the field. So I look for Mayfield to go out there, and I look for them to go out there and play at a level where if you have to get the ball to White out of the backfield, let him, we're gonna, this is one of those games where I'm gonna go out there and say, you know what, we don't need a balanced attack. If we have to go out there and if we throw the ball 45 times, that's going to be okay tomorrow because we need to go out there and put points on the board. I think our defense will do a good job against Detroit, and I think that we're going to go out there and we're going to have to score probably 24 to 30 points to win this game, but that's okay because I don't think we're going to let them score 24 to 30 points. I'm going to also say this. You have a team. Detroit hasn't been in the playoffs for a long time. We all understand that. But uh, they're playing well. They're at home. They're a team that believes in themselves. Dan Campbell, their coach, has done a great job with them. Um, and all that, you know, back and forth. So I don't have anything bad to say about Detroit. They're not a dirty team like some other, like the Saints, by the way, which I'll mention that. But you know what? They're out there. They're playing well, and they have confidence going into this game also. But when you get to the playoffs, it's a different animal. Don't forget Evans. There's been guys on this Bucks team on both sides of the ball that have been there before. Bucks won a Super Bowl not so long ago, if you remember. So what happens is that when you go out there and you have players coming back and playing and being in the playoffs like we have been, guess what? Something happens and we have the, I don't want to say experience in winning, we have the playoff experience where Detroit doesn't. And it's sometime during this game tomorrow, you're going to see that inexperience in the playoffs come forward for Detroit and we're going to take advantage of it hopefully and when all is said and done if we go out there and if we play the same game that we played against Philly on Monday night then things are going to be pointing in a positive direction for us when I come back I'm going to take some emails talk more about the other two games as well as continuing the conversation about the Bucks. you are in the gymnasium on power 90.1 
Too many of those who once wore our nation's uniform now sleep in our nation's streets. This new year, we urge listeners to volunteer or donate to local veteran organizations. Let's make sure that every veteran has a place to sleep. This message is sponsored by Clyde Tyler Roofing in Lakeland, an expert roofing company, full service roofing, commercial and residential. So don't hesitate. Why wait? Call now for your free estimate at 863-858-1273. That's 863-858-1273 for Clyde Tyler Roofing. Pound for pound, the best roofer around. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, football fans. Let's take a couple emails regarding the games last week. One from Dwayne. Jimmy B, the way the Eagles were tackling, Armwood could have beaten them last week. Well, that's that's true. I'll tell you what. I've never seen a playoff team tackle as poorly as Philly did. I don't know what they were doing, but there's a team that definitely imploded in the last six or seven games of the season. Not quite sure what happened with that team, but they're going to have to rebuild and revamp what they were doing. But, yes, we caused some of those tackles to be missed. Dwayne, thanks for the email. I thought that we played really well. One of the things that I'm going to say about Bowles is that he, I've been calling for them to play more of more, and they did. You know, with the addition of more out there, and when, when you have him and you have Evans and you have Godwin, and you know what happens when you put Palmer into the mix with the speed that he has, you cannot double team Evans anymore. You can't double team Godwin. Godwin had a nice catch for a touchdown. And I'll tell you what happened with that play, which was nice to see. Mayfield was able to get some air under the ball so that Godwin was able to make the adjustment so many times. And you know that ties into another email here. But so many times with Mayfield, he throws balls on the line, on the rope, that sometimes the players don't have enough time to run under to get the ball. Here's an email from Lisa from Sun City. Jimmy B, you always are saying about how Mayfield was having a bad year in the month of November and early December. It turned it around. Hopefully you give him his props. Now, definitely, Lisa, thank you for that email. I am going to give him his props because he has, I've never once all season long said that he doesn't go out there and give 110%. As a matter of fact, I've said that probably more than anyone um, that's talking about the Bucks in this area down here. So what I do have some concern with sometimes with Mayfield is if he's banged up, not able to make some plays, maybe rushing some throws because he's under pressure. But the thing about Baker is that when you let him get ready, you give him the time, if the offensive line is giving him the adequate protection, Take some chances down the field. Let your receivers run under the ball, especially when you have some speed like Palmer. He's out there showing more right now as an as a, you know, adequate receiver, taking the pressure again off of Evans and Godwin. But put the ball up in the air. Put some air under it so that Evans can use his 6'5 athletic frame to go out there and take the ball away from the defender. That's something that I think he needs to do more of. And if we do that this week against Detroit, I think we'll have even more success. So thanks for that email. And and yes, that, that is something that Mayfield has 
um, I think needs to get a little bit better at doing. But nonetheless, when he's out there and you find the receivers, let them catch the ball in a way that they're able to, the way that they like to run their patterns. Now, saying that, I don't want to see another six drop passes, you know, as well as we did against Philly, putting up 30-something points. We, sh- we could have had... No, 40-something, almost 50. Evans drops a touchdown pass. A couple other passes were dropped. So, you know, again, you can't have everything, but it would be nice to see a complete game all the way around. And like I mentioned earlier, if we have to go out there and pass the ball 40, 45 times tomorrow, that's okay. I would not say that during the regular season. I would want a more balanced offense during the regular season. However, I do think that we're going to be able to go out there and take advantage of Detroit's secondary. I think that when we're out there on the defensive side of things, we're going to put enough pressure on Goff and that offensive line. We're going to send six guys against Goff. And in doing so, because Bowles has now come around to the fact that he can't play that soft, weak zone defense anymore, now we're going to have Carlton Davis III on Amon Ross St. Brown. So that's going to be a great one-on-one matchup. And I like our chances with Davis. Yeah, St. Brown's one of the best receivers in the league, no doubt. But you know what? We put pressure on the quarterback. All of a sudden, that throws a little bit off. Now our linebackers drop. You have, you know, you have Devin White in there. You have Avante David. Now Devin White, and the other thing too, talk about Bowles making the adjustments. We talked all season long about Devin White, why he's there and not Britt, and we want to see more of Britt and less of White in some situations. Last week, you know what happened? Britt played 32, 32 of the downs um, versus 26 for White. So he is making the slight adjustments. He is listening to what had to be done to be able to go out there and get to where we're doing. So, you know, whether he's, you know, listening to some of his uh, other coaches or whatever is going on, whatever's getting into Bull's ear, it's worked. And let's just hope that that keeps on going because if you look, that St. Brown had 124 yards in the week six matchup. So, now we need a plan to, to shut him down. And we're going to do that because we're going to go out there and we're going to play our man-to-man defense as well as putting pressure and getting to Goff and the Detroit offense. So, yes, um, absolutely. You know, I loved all the emails and, and texts this week saying that calling me out for picking against them and maybe not giving credit what credit is due. I, I definitely picked against them and I'm happy I was wrong, but I will say that the, uh, the constructive criticism during the season was well warranted many times with what the way the Bucks were playing. And they seem to have righted that ship, righted the pirate ship, if you will. And now we're taking that ship up to uh, the Great Lakes of Detroit and we're going to be able to go out there and hopefully play the same type of game and go out there and come away with the victory. Let me say this. If we go out there and win on Sunday, tomorrow... And for some reason, the 49ers get upset. Anything could happen. Guess who's hosting the NFC Championship game? Yeah, that would be us. So uh, Green Bay has to go out there and work a miracle and beat 
San Francisco, which I don't really think they will, but anything could happen. And we have to go out there and, and take care of business, which again, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier in the show is the experience of some of the guys that are out there. If we go out there and play relaxed, we go out there and score first. I think we have a very good chance of winning this game because we play well when we're in the lead. Sometimes we have a hard time playing catch up, but when we go out there and punch the other team in the mouth first, get the ball, go down there and score, then I, I like our chances in doing that. So again, love to hear what your thoughts are. 877-448-7901. Go to jimmybsports.com. Keep the emails coming. We'll be right back to talk some lightning. Fire and Ice Heating and Cooling, serving Valrico and surrounding areas. Locally owned and operated, Fire and Ice will give you an honest estimate on any repairs you might need. Also specializing in new installs, using the industry's highest quality parts and equipment. Don't fall for service time gimmicks that end up sticking you with an overpriced repair bill. Over 25 years of experience dedicated in providing exceptional services. When you don't want service with a guest, call the best. Fire and Ice Heating and Cooling. Call 863-797-7096. That's 863-797. 7096 or online at fireandiceair.com. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Before we get to the Lightning, there was one more game that I want to talk about. Of course, that's the Chiefs and the Bills, which is tomorrow night at 6.30. So tomorrow is definitely the the better of the two games, in my opinion. Of course, we had the Bucks to watch earlier, and then we have this one in Buffalo where the... um, the Bills are actually favored against the Chiefs as well they should be because for the first time in this rivalry between Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen the Chiefs are coming to Orchard Park for the postseason which has been different than other years so these quarterbacks have met six times the Bills winning three of the four regular season meetings and KC taking both postseason games that would be in 2020 and 2021 the difference for the Bills in the regular and postseason matchups is the defensive success. So that's going to be the difference in this game. In the regular season, the Bills have held the Chiefs to 21 points per game and produced nine takeaways. But in the playoffs, Kansas City has averaged 40 points and has had only one turnover. So it's going to be a huge test for Buffalo's defense. And they're a little bit banged up right now. However, like I've mentioned, when it came time to start talking about the playoffs, the end of the season, nobody wants to play Buffalo because Buffalo is a team that is very, very dangerous. And I really think that when you look at these two quarterbacks, you have Mahomes and Allen, I think they're going to combine for at least six, maybe seven touchdown passes. Of course, you have Allen could run it in by himself one or two times like he showed in last week's game. Uh, When they play the postseason, it's always going to be interesting uh, that conditions up there in Buffalo, you know, never going to be ideal this time of year, but I don't think they're going to let that stop them. This game's going to come down to turnovers and I've been going back and forth with this game for the last week here. And for the life of me, I can't come up with a winner in this game. All I do know is that it's going to be fun to watch. So, you know, we covered all the football games. We're going to talk a little bit now about the Lightning. 
of the end of January, January 20th, as we sit here and talk. So we're going to have to start talking about the first half of the season being over. And when you talk about the first half being over, what kind of report card do we have for the Lightning? I'll tell you what, the game on, um, I guess it was Thursday night when they played the Wild, 7-3 score, come, come away victorious. Two of those three goals that we gave up could have gone either way, but you know, put, putting the touchdown on the board in a hockey game is going to be uh, probably end up being a good night for your team especially when you're playing at home you have Baker Mayfield in the stands there so uh, it was good to see you know like I said Mayfield is is someone the teammates like to be around the fans seem to take to him as well and it's a pleasure to see that going on especially when you have um, the camaraderie that we have here in Tampa you know a lot of times let me say this a lot of times you see Tampa Bay not getting the credit that they uh, deserve as a sports town and you know you, have, you put on ESPN uh, <laughs> Tuesday Wednesday even today they're talking about the Cowboys you put on ESPN first take whatever it might be they're still talking about the guys the Cowboys lost last weekend they're done for the year. Stop talking about them. But back to my point, you know, you don't get the, the, the love and respect in Tampa Bay. And a lot of times, it's it's self-imposed once in a while. Don't get me wrong. When you have a raised playoff game and you can't fill the stadium to, to see the playoff game, yeah, that's going to get noticed as well. And it's going to be brought to light that uh, that's the way sometimes things are down here in the area. Uh, when you go to a Lightning game, it's different. We sell out the Lightning all the time. It's one of the best packages, I think, for the money in sports. And you know, Vidic and his company have done a, a great job with um, this team. So, you know, some of it's self-imposed as far as um, the, the negative feedback for Tampa Bay. Maybe sometimes, but it's great to see. This is a blue-collar area. You know, it's good to see the teams going out there and... Um, supporting each other like Mayfield and you know the Bucks do and the, the the Lightning do with the with the Rays and the Bucks and everything else. So uh, hopefully we keep that up. No Detroit talking about blue collar towns. Detroit's like that as well. Now the Lightning they're going to be playing Detroit in this next uh, three game road trip, which we're going to be talking about. So I, I like both cities. I like both um, blue collar working areas, and I think that. You know, it's not going to change the way that we act down here in Tampa. There's a lot to do down here. So I'm going to say that some of the times and a lot of transplants from other areas as well. And that's going to be the knock on Tampa, but that's going to be the way it is. And we're going to learn to live with it. And we've definitely had our share of success here in the area. You looked at the game last night when... Um, or Thursday night when we beat Minnesota. Kucherov, he had you know, three more assists he probably could have had six, but a couple of times there were some shots that were missed, and um, that's the way it was. But you know, he's just unbelievable. I think he has seventy-five points already in, in, in forty-five games, and he's on his way to his best season, I think, since 20, 2018, 2019. Right now, it's tough here in the East. We're doing what we can do. We're talking about the. Um, lightning. We're in the playoff picture, but barely at this point because 
you have some hot teams out there, and we're playing some of those teams in this next uh, three uh, next three days. I believe we're playing Buffalo, and after we play Buffalo, which I think Buffalo is definitely a winnable game. We should be able to go out there and, and beat the Sabres, even though it's on the road. I'm, I think that we can go up there and that's definitely a, a winnable game. And then from there we go to Detroit. That's, um, I believe, on uh, Sunday tomorrow. So it's gonna be a game where uh, it's gonna be pushed back to later in the day. Obviously there's some things going on earlier in the day with the playoff game, but Detroit's a different story. I think that that's a 50-50 uh, proposition playing them. They're a team that is going to put up a good fight no matter what their record is. And then from there, we go and play Philly. Now, Philly, I'll tell you what, they're one of the hardest teams in the league. So uh, Tortorella has that team going in the right direction. And, oh, here we go. I'm sure I'll be getting all kinds of emails now about the from the Philly uh uh, why am I talking about the Philly team? But let me tell you something. The Lightning are going to have their hands full playing the Flyers, and I'm really looking forward to that game. And as we talk about the Lightning, what they're doing, the defense is finally starting to get synchronized, if you will. And that's a good thing to see. We talked all year long about the issues that the team was having because, you know, uh, the problems on defense on the defensive end of things we weren't able to go out there and put the pressure on the opposing team we weren't picking them up at the blue line there wasn't any cohesiveness it looked like there wasn't any um any any momentum any rhythm in our defense but that seemed to change here lately and i think some of that is because looking at the team now the makeup of it the, the additions that we have, 60% right now is, is from the Syracuse uh, squad out there. So, and they're used to playing with each other and that makes a difference when you know who's next to you in that line and what's going out there and what's transpiring and you feel comfortable because you know your teammates. That makes all the difference in the world. So, you know, as we get closer to what's going on here, there's going to be the uh, trade deadline. A lot of people are talking about what's going to happen. You know, you hear Sam Coase's name come up. I don't believe Sam Coase is going to go anywhere. I, I really don't. I, yeah, I, he won't be before the trade deadline. Even if he does, I don't believe it's going to happen. He's going to be here. We owe, we owe the fat. We owe him the ability to work out a contract that is a win-win situation for both the organization because it's a business and for him as well. So I really think that he'll be staying. However, we're gonna probably make some changes. We're gonna probably have to pick up a defenseman. I hope we don't trade a, I hope we don't uh, trade a winger for a defenseman to tell you the truth because I don't wanna trade a forward. I know the talk is about Tanner Janot possibly going. Sergachev, of course is hurt right now, but uh, he's someone that isn't really having the type of season that we would have liked to have seen. You talk about Nick Pervix. I know they say he needs to be more physical um, to make up for the lack of players. No, we have with Kalorn and Maroon, etc. By the way, it was great to see Pat Maroon down here. So, you know, I, I think that if you look at what has to happen 
we do need to pick up maybe a few more defensemen to keep in the mix, but we are getting more synchronized, I think is a good word, like I mentioned. And I think that as we get closer to the um, you know halfway point of the season, that's where you start fine-tuning everything. Now, Lilleberg's really been a, a bright spot for us right now. He had six hits through 40 minutes the other night, and he's he's old school. He brings that physical element back to the game with the buck, with the uh, lightning, and I think that he's a complete bruiser, and we need to have that once in a while on that team. So as we get ready for the halfway point of the season here with the um, – all-star game coming up. I think that we can look at the Lightning and talk more about what they need to do. We'd love to hear your comments. JimmyBSports.com Sports at Power901.com is also an email that you can get through. Tell me what you think we need to do with the Lightning to secure the playoff spot because right now we're in the mix but it's tight. We're the second uh, wildcard team in the East and there's a lot of teams breathing down our necks right now so we have to keep the pressure on be aggressive be aggressive like the Bucks need to be aggressive tomorrow we need to be aggressive all season long the rest of the way if you're watching the lightning on the ice guys that's all the time that we have it always goes by uh, quicker than you think here on the show I really appreciate all the emails and the conversations that I see I see a lot of people out uh in the area in the neighborhood talking and it's good to see I appreciate the the banter back and forth and yes I got broad shoulders I can take any of the the hits that come my way from you guys keep them coming I love it I think that uh, the point of the show right now where I've got to make a decision on the pick for this week's game and I really believe after watching the emotions that the Bucks had in that game last week that was one of my, that was one of my um, points that I've made all season long, was that there was no emotion on this team, whether it be from bowls or it filters down. You would see Mayfield sitting there by himself sometimes. I did not see that during the regular season more times than not. However, in the game on Monday against Philadelphia, that finally all clicked. All eight cylinders were going at one time. The, the, the fans were out there having a good time seeing the product that we produced out there from an entertainment standpoint. The players were having fun. This is the first time I can say all season long that I saw the Buccaneers players enjoying themselves on the field. There is some dialogue between the receivers, Godwin and Evans, saying we've got to keep this up, keep the momentum going. That's what you want to see. So for that reason alone, we're going in the right direction. And I think that if we play the same way we did this past week, there is no reason to believe that we can't win this game. So, yes, I'm going to take the Bucks by a, a touchdown in the game tomorrow, I think their experience in the playoffs is going to help. And the inexperience, conversely, with Detroit is going to come to hurt them. And I think we make a big play when we have to. And we go out there and win the game. So, guys, thanks for listening to the show. It's growing every week. And your input is what makes it worthwhile. It makes it growing. So, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Stay warm. Going to be chilly the next couple of days. 
Hang in there. Good football weather. Cheer on the Bucks. Cheer on the Bolts. We'll talk to you next weekend in the gymnasium. Stay vigilant. Stay safe. And above all, stay positive. Talk to you next weekend in the gymnasium.